I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, Hello and welcome to Tribulation Farce, a Left Behind podcast. I am your co-host, Tim Lanning, and joining me as always is Jennifer Cheek. Hello, everyone. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, How are you? Tim. I'm good. You know, uh, cracking a beer. Yeah, uh, hey, cheers. cheers. Cheers, cheers. This one's for the Lord? This one's for the Lord, yeah. Um, because, w- wow, these chapters... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. ...are, are real dizzy. How do does Jerry B. and Timmy L... <laughs> Keep, wait, his name's Timmy L and mine it, whoa. Whoa! And your your initials I'm are J- almost JC, uh, but they're just like JB and JB wishes, wait, JJ. Oh, yeah, JJ, no, it's not, yeah. It okay, really. anyways, um, yeah, uh, uh, usually we cheers for the Antichrist, but today we're cheersing for the Lord. Yeah. And how does uh, 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 the author's... Just keep giving us another chapter, another chapter, Knocking another. it out of the park with the crazy shit did we, <laughs> in these did, chapters. Did we think a chapter would end with one of the witnesses calling someone on the telephone? <laughs> no. Never. Never. I assumed that if they touched a telephone, the telephone would explode. I had to read that paragraph 14 times because surely my main man, like, Ellie, like, is not using the telephone. The idea that is so funny to me yeah. because, like, again... It's kind of, okay, I thought before, I, I think we talked about this, that I was like, okay, I think they're just angels. But now I'm like, no, I think they really are like Eli and Moses. Yeah. And the idea of Eli, like, using a telephone is so funny. So it's talking to it? Like, or? <laughs> yeah, I just was like, I'm like, picking it up like, like, like oh yeah, I'll talk, like, they'll hear me, right? Okay. Like a monkey would pick it up and be like, <laughs> slam it, and yeah. like, what am I do with this? Like, so I set it on fire? So like, like, I could just telepathically talk to Zion across... Uh, the city. Like, like, hello, Zion, this is Eli. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's gonna shit his pants. You don't know what he's doing. That's true. You gotta call on the phone to, yeah. to not scare, um, this, uh, spoilers, new believer in Christ. Yeah. Uh, Zion's a soft boy king, and I love him so much. Um, I was so excited to read these chapters that after we recorded, I stayed up late gaming, and, um, Recorded last episode of Simply Gaming afterwards and came to bed at like 3.45 and... <laughs> Very late. I was dead asleep. Yeah. This was, um... Wait, no. This was... I don't know when this was. Regardless, uh, I... I you were was ahead. Late and I was a little tipsy and I, I opened up my Kindle as I always do when I get to bed and it, boom, opened it uh, left behind as opposed to my, my magic books. And I was like, let's fucking go. So I was reading, and I almost woke you up at 4 a.m. being like, hey, 
this is crazy. Crazy shit's <laughs> happening. I would have been very upset if you had done uh, that. Yeah, it was really funny because I gasped at the top of chapter 18, and then Jennifer and I were trying to figure out if, like, how we wanted to handle uh, these last three and a half chapters. Yeah. So we were looking at how much was left over the chapter 19 in the epilogue, and Jennifer turned to the very first page of chapter 18, and she too gasped. I, ye- I yelled. It made me so happy. I, I, and today, so so I saw that. I actually only, I, I read the second chapter today, and I just could not stop laughing and, <laughs> and making sounds and reacting to it. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> as, as I uh, predicted slash remembered, uh, there is a time jump. There is indeed a time jump. Chapter 18. Thank God. Uh, uh, skips 18 months, which I thought was really funny. If I bet- I, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> 18? So we are now um, one chunk, one fraction way through. One fourth. One fourth. Is that right? The year 18 months is a, a year, year and, and a half. half. Three. Oh, so, actually, no. It's a little less than a Yeah, point. they do things in th- what, year and a halfs and threes and three and a halfs. But also, I think they do threes and fours, too. It's confusing. Well, they kind of even say, actually, like, they kind of hedge their bets a bit, like, because they're right. talking about certain things, like, uh, this thing will last a year to a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are now, we've entered the danger zone. They skip through all this bullshit of how <laughs> Nikolai Carpathia does all this cool shit, and now we're in the danger zone, friends. So yep. uh, I hope you're just as excited as we are as we get into Chapter 17. Now, just a reminder, this part has not uh, 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 flash-forwarded yet. Yeah. This is still... This chapter is, 17 is is picking up directly after Chapter 16. And this chapter revealed a few things to me. One, this podcast going to make me a Christian. Again. <laughs> no. Two, even though I hate the Christian church, sometimes I'm still like, but it's kind of... It's, it makes the most sense. All right, guys? Come on. I mean, Jesus is just the man, right? Come on, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, so right after the treaty signing happens, Rayford calls Chloe, and they're just laughing at how wrong the Mockingbird media got everybody's names when yeah. they were, like, flashing up, who, like, pictures of, like, everyone that was at the signing. Like, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it was like, someone in the back end was like, who the fuck are all these people that Nikolai brought? I guess... Put their names. Just put a, we think it's this. I don't know. This is Ray Ray song. Yeah, I don't really know what the point of what was, including this. But okay, Jennifer. Sometimes there needs to be flavor, and there needs to be fun. And What's you, the point? you know, I'm laughing. <laughs> Does that mean true? But meanwhile, Buck is sad. Oh, because he has just watched his dear friend <laughs> Heim Rosenzweig be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> about Nikolai signing this treaty. I and feel like this Buck is knows, the beginning yeah. of the fall of the Greyheim. Uh sorry, bud. You're you're the, the sucker MC of the week. He is a sucker MC of the week in this chapter for sure. He is he is a not as cool as yeah. he had been before. Yeah, he loses face several times. And it is a, a, a fun little moment of just Buck being like, God damn it. Man, I feel bad that I can't, like, share with Heim, like, wh- why he should feel the bad. Things like that. Yeah. And I love that Heim was like, come on, man, just give me a little smile. Give me a smile, that Buck. Was- hilarious. Like, you're so much prettier when you smile, Buck. Yeah. <laughs> and since Heim is such a fun, like, uh, uh, a character. Uh, I, I don't mean that as he's a fun 
character in the book, like, you know, like he's a, a character. He's a character. A character. Uh, that it, it did make me laugh a little bit. I mean, but. again, him, like we talked about last time, him like scuttling and yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a funny little guy. And it's, yeah, he, he doesn't get it. Cause he's just like, this is obviously great. Like, this why works. are you being so weird and sad? This is awesome. <laughs> but Buck is, he knows he's like, my friend. He, he doesn't understand that. Nikolai Carpathia is the Antichrist. Yeah, people don't want to admit that Nikolai Carpathia is the Antichrist, and that and that is to their detriment, I would say. Yeah. So after the signing, Buck heads back to his hotel, and he finds that he has an invite from Zion Ben Judah to get lunch. Yay! I mean, our characters—they gotta be eight feet away from history constantly. They do. Um, and this whole lunch was very weird and funny. Very weird and funny. Because it was like basically. <laughs> Benjamin was just like, oh, I'm kind of stressed and I don't want to eat lunch by myself. <laughs> it was a, uh, uh, an oddly very human moment. Yes. And I'm like, what are you trying to do here? What's now, your game here? Now, Tim, what did you think about the meal they had? All right. Man, <laughs> this felt like... It was really weird and funny to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. This like, maybe this is like a normal right. meal. This felt like Israel otaku shit. <laughs> it of- really did. It, like you think that Israeli food's like this, but it's actually like this. Yeah, and they, I and I actually don't know. Ben Judah like orders uh, food for him and Buck, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, usually we let people order what they want, but after seeing my delicious meal, they just eat mine. So I, I would instead of ordering <laughs> double, and his meal is just bread, cheese, and mayonnaise. No, okay, no, and, okay, and let's peppers. let's count it. Okay, it's bread, okay, butter, Hell yeah. cheese. Some sort of a mayonnaise sauce. Mayonnaise adjacent sauce. Apples and cucumbers. Yeah. And all of that goes together except for the apples. And I'm like, ain't nothing better on the planet than fresh bread and butter. I'll uh, say absolutely. that right now. But it just seems like on this record. Be, but it just seems like this would be very sloppy, though. And it, yeah. I guess they're butter and mayonnaise. Butter, mayonnaise. But maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I do not doubt that it's delicious. I do not doubt that. I mean, it sounds um, good as hell. You know, if it's like big and hot, then the cheese is going to slightly melt and then, you know, all the other shit. It's good. And he said he like ripped it up or cut it into big, big sections. So I feel like there's more. Uh, a surface area to cling to yeah, stuff. Yeah, and but. it's a wheel of cheese, which is honestly, like, he did have me there because yeah. that's, like, my, like, ultimate favorite. Yeah. I mean, we can all agree. The the peasant <laughs> meal of of a bread and a hunk of cheese and, like, yeah. an apple? That's a class. That's a class. That's a, a, plowman's, a plowman's lunch. Friggin' Ben Judah invented girl dinner, am I right, <laughs> he, he did invent girl dinner, and so I do appreciate yeah. that. Um, but, but it is just so funny to be like, you're eating a bread with butter on it and some other shit? Give me that. Bread. I'm tired of my my shrimp pita. Yeah, <laughs> like specifically calling out shrimp yeah. pita. Like, okay, very okay. weird. But like, can someone whatever. Is, like please let me know if this is like an actual thing. Like, oh yes, this is like a very common meal. I don't know how you spread mayonnaise on top of butter. <laughs> so mayonnaise on butter sounds more like an American thing. But I, I mean, it's wrong. not. It's mayonnaise like. So, it ma- so it I assume it was like a like a aioli or something. A creme fraiche. <laughs> I don't know. That's not mayonnaise. I, I, I was thinking like a like a garlicky, but yeah. Who knows? It, honestly, like I was kind of like this is a weird meal, but now that I'm talking about it a lot, I'm like, sounds pretty. No, good. I mean, again, I, I think a thousand percent it tastes good as hell, but it doesn't. It's not of the tier of like people push their own food away and start to eat your meal. Right, right? Give me that bread. Give me that bread. Because <laughs> like, I mean, 
have you never been to Ryan's Steakhouse? They, they have essentially the same thing. <laughs> Am I right? Who's with me out there? Where's my Ryan's Steakhouse? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to a Ryan's Steakhouse. Well, I know we're doing for dinner tonight. Okay, we gotta find one. We gotta find one. So yeah, so they're they're eating their breads and their mayos and their butters and cheeses. Yeah, and, and it's such. important that Buck does a little prayer. Yes. So Ben yeah. Judah's like, oh, you're a man oh. of prayer. Do you, do you mind, you know, giving the big man upstairs a quick shout out for me, <laughs> please? Um, he also, Benjita also razzes Buck about the patch, uh, situation that he had. Yeah. And that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. that is the only thing that comes up from it. Is hey, that Benjita's like, oh, haha, it, it came off earlier or easier than it went <laughs> on. <laughs> so. Like, okay, why did you include this? Update. Yeah, they, they <laughs> do not follow up on it. Nope. Buck not does really. not get fired for the thing. So, weird, weird scene. Just supposed to be Buck being weird, I guess. <laughs> being, being embarrassing. Weird on TV. We appreciate it. Uh, and Ben Judah obviously is nervous, but he has this big ass th- thing of like notebook ready to go. Yeah, his security blanket. Security blanket, yeah. I thought was very cute. And again, very, very human, human yes. scene between two characters in a book that so rarely gets humans correctly. I did think it was very, sh- to me, it was weird that he's like, I've memorized my speech for an hour. And I'm like, I don't feel like, like, usually you just talk extemporaneously. You know I what I mean? I think that's what they meant. Okay. But that's not what they said. Yeah, because the way they said it made it seem like I have written out a one-hour speech and I have memorized it. Right. Versus I am looking at bullet points and just talking right. off the cuff. Because I think about that's... About things that I know because I've been researching right. this for three years. I think the implication was that it started off as a bullet point, but he could speak for nine hours. So he right. had to he's practice. Got, he's got to cut it down. Right. So, I mean... Whatever, who knows, right? Yeah, it's, it's weird. But uh, yeah, so they're they're Benjamin's like, listen, yeah, I'm nervous. Like, let's just kind of chat. And he basically asked Buck to tell him his whole backstory. Yes, which kind of again seems like he's like, I'm nervous. So how about you distract, distract me, me by just like telling me about yourself, right? And that pretty much like uses all their time <laughs> right up until Ben Judah is about to go on air, and he's like, Hey, Buck, why don't you pray for me hey. <laughs> while I'm doing this? Hey. Yeah, and it's very much like setting up this man is nervous and he's about to say that Jesus is Lord. Um, yeah, well, and, he, and to be clear, he still is not telling Buck like what no, he's going to say. Not at all, not at all. But I think that like media participators can see where where it's going. Absolutely, we love the Lord. We're edging to the edge of our seats. We also are pretty sure, due to the fact that this is left behind. That in a sense, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. And he is Messiah. Therefore, he's going to be the Messiah in this, this context. That'd be Not really, Nikolai. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Haim. Sorry, Haim. Um, which actually, speaking of, let's cut over to okay. the plane where Raver's flying, uh, Carpathia and the crew to New Babylon. Mm-hmm. And he is like, Hey, first officer, why don't you take over? I want to go watch this thing. Yeah. And he's the, like, That sounds fucking new. boring. Good luck. To, yeah. A Raver goes out to try to, to watch this and he uh, gets stopped by Nikolai. Uh, he's like, Oh, yeah, hang, sit, hang out with this Raver. And he's like, Oh, I want to watch this thing. He's like, Oh, yeah, we'll watch it too. Hey, let's all watch it together. One so, big happy family. Yeah. So Raver's sitting with Carpathia and that, and, and Heim and that whole crew yeah. to watch this go down. Yeah, and Carpathia's like, you know, this bitch believes in Jesus Christ. Isn't that fucked? He's yeah. crazy. <laughs> he basically calls him out like, yeah. this guy's a Christian. Yeah, and, you know, it's at the beginning of it, so it's like, he believes Jesus is the Messiah. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, so the segment starts, and it starts <laughs> off 
with a disclaimer from CNN, basically, yeah. be, you know, the classic, like, the views espoused by this person don't reflect that of the, the corporate news, blah, 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 blah whatever. Or it's affiliates. Or yeah. So, already starting off pretty interesting. But right. I guess they don't really know what it's he's going to say. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, getting into Al Capone's tomb, but instead of it sucking, it rules. It rules, because it's about the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Benjuda starts off... By explaining that... He and his team spent almost the entire first year of their project confirming the accuracy of the late Alfred Edersheim, a teacher of languages and Grinfield lecturer on the Septuagint. Okay, so I had to go do a little searching when I got to this sentence. So number one... Alfred Edersheim, real person, mm-hmm. uh, he was a Jewish convert to Christianity. Interesting. Which is very important. Odd that you would start with that, Ben Yeah, agreed. Very strange that a Jewish person would be like, well, let me research what this person who stopped <laughs> believing like I do right. believe. And I bet everyone, you know, since Jesus is a slur, they would have been like, yeah, I know, right? I, I know Alfred. Fuck that dude. Wait, you're starting with Alfred? Why what? are you starting with Alfred? And then the other thing I needed to clarify is that, yes, Alfred Edersheim was a uh, researcher of the Septuagint. The Septuagint is the Greek, like, the Greek version of the Old Testament. Oh, okay. And is, like, definitely different in certain parts Which one's better? I mean, I think the Hebrew one (laughs) is closer to the original. Mm, That makes sense. But I just think it's very interesting. And I think this is because, like... Evangelical Christianity, like, that's the sources they're pulling from. Right. So, it's just funny that they're like, oh, it just so happens this rabbi is actually, like, using all the same sources and stuff that we are. I didn't realize it started that stupidly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Um, so, yeah, he, they, they started off there for whatever reason. And then Benjamin, like, really goes full evangelical here. Yep. Because he goes into the classic, like, here are all the prophecies that the Messiah has to fulfill. And, like, was this a thing in your church? Because yeah. it was definitely a thing in my church. Yeah, definitely. Like, constantly just being like, now you know that Jesus fulfills all these prophecies from the Old Test- Testament, right? And yeah. therefore, like, how could you ever deny that in, he's the Messiah? In, in surely it makes sense that the... Let's see, which came first, the Old Testament or the New Testament? Do you think maybe someone knew enough of the prophecies (laughs) that they just said Jesus did it? Come on. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to get to a point. This is is friggin' The Hobbit to Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm saying? That ring didn't do shit. (laughs) Uh, I mean, well, it turned invisible. But, you know, but then he's like, now it's crazy shit. Yeah, this is like sequel stuff. Like, okay, we got to, like, pretend there's a meaning in this this past book. All right, all that wild shit they said about this guy being born of just ladies – Oh, what does that mean? All right, he's from Bethlehem. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's this guy. And and I do think the way that they frame this train of thought is compelling if you take it at surface level the way they want you to. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make any sense because he should have said who the person, who the Messiah was, or who Messiah was at the top. And that was one of the interesting, interesting things. They consistently say... Uh, who Messiah is, or, you know, yeah, no. who would be Messiah. Yeah. But then they do occasionally do the Messiah. Yeah. And I'm always curious, like, it's like, okay, if you're speaking to a Jewish person, are you kind of like, 
hitting them with like their syntax, so to speak, versus, all right, well, now we did that. Let's get back to the Messiah. Cause, you know, he's not just someone that fulfills some of the prophecies. He fulfills all the prophecies. It's, it's, you know, probably inconsequential, like, wording but maybe it's not with these things you can never be too sure well i think it's partially because it is like it's from a hebrew word mm-hmm. so there's like the difference in syntax happening there because yeah. messiah is meshiach like which is hebrew so i think that's a little bit no but it is interesting yeah like, but if they're going out to like prove it like basically he just sets up like all the specific shit of like all right here's the things he basically needs to do there's 109 of them we're not going to go through all of them we're just going to vaguely talk about it. And then at the very, very end, he just tells them. And then, yeah, and, yeah. but like, if you want to set it up, you kind of have to be, you can't just say, Hey, <laughs> here's 109 things. Oh yeah. Jesus does all of them. Why would you not be like, go step by step? You have to start with Jesus. I've always said that. You got to start with Jesus soon, but they wanted to be dramatic. They wanted to be dramatic. And motherfucker well, like I, knows that he's going to get his ass beat. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Cause I think it'd been Judah in this. In the, the world of these books, he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to basically run off <laughs> off the news, yeah. like, uh, stage the second that I say this. Yeah. Um, he flees. <laughs> but I really enjoyed how he includes this part where he says, We consulted a mathematician and asked him to calculate the probability of even 20 of the 109 prophecies being fulfilled in one man. He came up with odds of one in a one quadrillion, one hundred and twenty-five trillion. Now, sir, what is it? That feels like a thing that has been said a lot about yeah. evangelicals, and I'm going to need to check this back. All right, so <laughs> is it like six billion to the hundred ninth power or some shit I, like that? I I don't know. Um, I it. Uh, how do you even begin to quantify? Like, what are the odds that you live in St. Louis? It's like, well, you divide the number of people in St. Louis. By the total population, and you just do that 109 times, and that's how they get right. There. So it keeps getting smaller. But here's the thing: like this all sounds like kind of convincing, but what you need to remember is like the the proofs they're pulling. If you actually like read the verses they're counting as like prophecies, mm-hmm. are like pretty vague, and like yeah. don't really like seem to be like this is about the Messiah. It's just they're just like saying shit. Yeah. Like, they're talking about, like, his clothes will be divided and blah, blah, blah. And also, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, the people who wrote the New Testament had access to the Old Testament. Yeah. So they could just include whatever, like, yeah. in there and to make it fit. Th- my in- uh, expectation of the Old Testament from being raised evangelical Christian was that most of that shit was just about, hey, man, the Messiah is coming. Um like explicitly, like right. a guy is coming, right? Um, and that is what this, the you know, it's it's the prequel to the New Testament. <laughs> then when you actually like read more of the Old Testament, that's not the case at all. No, it's like they're not even talking about. It. It's they're, just like, they're just like talking about something fully different. Right. And they're and it, like, and oh, then, this is about the Messiah. And there's it makes sense because like like fully, I don't know, making up a number, right? Like a third of it, they're in like deep captivity. So of course yes. they're going to talk about good things are coming, but right, like, exactly. Like it's a po- yes, it is apocalyptic, like language, like it's apocalyptic literature because they are in you know a, a troubling time, right? Like so, like you said, they're looking forward to the future. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that they're looking for a messiah, right? There's it's like it's like hey, I know it fucking sucks. We're in Egypt. Hey, I know it fucking sucks. We're in like. 
Nebuchadnezzar's backyard right, or whatever. Right, yeah. We're being thrown into fucking fire pits and shit. Right. I know it sucks, but one day it'll be good, all right? And his name is Jesus Christ, and he's going <laughs> to walk on water, and he has one mommy. One mommy, zero dad. So Buck is praying while he's watching Ben Judah, and everyone is transfixed by Ben Judah. He's a very um, engaging presenter. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think it's more than that. I think they're implying is like his the information he's saying is is like so arresting to everyone. Yeah, yeah which I can't imagine it would be. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now, this is also the evangelical dream. Like, actually, if people just listen, they would be like, wow, that's so crazy. Oh, I can't believe you said that. But yet again, wasn't the New Testament written after the Old Testament? Wow. And, uh, you know, I go back and forth on whether or not Jesus l- l- actually existed. Most likely he did, right? Um, but it's like, so come per- on, a man. A person like that. Let's, let's break maybe. off into a likely scenario. Is Jesus was a cult leader that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> inspired... Massive followings, and you got to give it up. Well, I guess legally, I, I was kind of hedging my bets. Legally, I do think Jesus was a cult leader. Mm-hmm. I also think every religion is a cult due to the fact that it's not my religion, because that's kind or kind of the definition. I don't really think that, of course, because I, I, I. But I do think that Christianity. I think the big three are. But when you start to look at the signs of what a cult is, yeah, and you start to compare it. With religions, quote unquote, yeah, lines pretty blurry. And fast forwarding pretty a kissy blurry. bit, um, when they like talk shit about Iraq and how they treat women. Oh my like, god, that was crazy! Take care of your own house, dude, for real. Jesus, um, I mean, whatever. But like, to me, you know, it makes more sense that whatever Jesus was is he was he was a radical dude, and yeah. uh. He made such ripples that for whatever reason, whether he had the best writers, it was just a, a, a fucked up time period. Yeah, like right place, right time. Right time. You know, it, maybe we got to give him props. Like, it's not 109 prophecies. It's 109 ways this sort of like weed was able to grow. Mm-hmm. It is weird to think about. We're just here. And they were there. And yep. did they know? And there's other Jesuses, right? It, I don't know. Sometimes that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to be a Christian. <laughs> no, but think about all the other like similar people that just we, it never, we just don't know about because right. it's been lost to, you know, time. Right. Right. And it's been suppressed. And it's like, it's the big thing because it's the big thing. Sometimes you can't really do what the evangelicals are doing, the writers of the book are doing and see it for anything more than it just is. Now, Things that are or often are because of many reasons. Either A, staying power, or B, specifically designed things. Why do so many people think that America won World War II? Why do so many people <laughs> think that, uh, you know, Russia did not win the war? Right. Right. Why do so many people think we had to nuke Japan? But you just, th- that gets repeated yes. over and over and over again. And you're like, well, that's just true. That's just true. It's just yeah. true. You know, there's probably more, there's probably more gray areas to some of those things versus like what we think versus whatever. But still, you know, there's all this shit. Why do, don't more people know about, the Nazi death troops that we sent to Argentina and things of that nature. <laughs> why indeed? But why indeed? Regardless, there are reasons why they, they took these things and more than the, their friggin' uh, whims. And it must have just been a really, really important time. I mean, heck, they just restarted the calendar. Everyone woke up. <laughs> and on, they're like, I guess I feel like we need to 
restarted <laughs> zero. Reason, I want to go to actually. zero right now. Yeah. So it just feels right. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a, a, a Holy Roman Empire guy. And okay. if, it, the fact that anything survived that, then I got to kind of give it up. But Well, it's kind of that fine line of like, if you repress a group to an extent, then you're just like putting pressure on them and they're going to explode and yeah. be even more. Because like, all I could think about, like, while I was thinking about this was like, you know, your QAnons and such, yeah. where it's like, they can also pull up proofs for why they believe things. And you're like... But in context, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like, also, like, there's always going to be people that the more that you're like, uh, what you say, what you're saying is not logical, then they're going to be like, I'm believing it harder than. Right, right, right. So, like, who, who, th- there are many, many factors that yeah. have brought us to here. Uh, shout out to early Christians for doing what you did, but probably most likely it was due to a, Slight change of statecraft. Yeah. And they needed a way to control people. I mean, if it hadn't been early career, it would have probably been something different. Yeah. That's you know? true. That's true. That's true. Maybe we would be, it, maybe it, we would be being Zeus. And that's why it's like, you know, some of the point I'm, I, I think I want to make is like, it's much the same way. Isn't it interesting that Buck is always here? Right? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's that. It's 100% that. But it's also just, it is what it is. It is the one. Right? It's the... Uh, Dr. Malcolm Jurassic Park. It's the water drop on your hand. A, a trillion different ways it could go. But it went the one way. Mm-hmm. And we're in the universe where that way went. And another one, it would, you know, there'd be fundamental this, that, and the other thing. Who knows what, right? So it, it is really interesting. And especially because it is so important based off, obviously, uh, our world and these books. Because so much hinges on, like... Ben Judah's uh, declaration because it's explicitly the last thing that happens before we have a time jump. Yes. So to the the authors, it is like a catastrophic quote unquote event. Yes. So Ben Judah is continuing to like obviously we see he's gearing up to his conclusion that you know about how special the Messiah is and how it can only be one person. And while this is happening, we cut back over to uh, <laughs> Global Community One, and it was a mid. It was like a paragraph after paragraph uh, jump, which yes. I fucking hate. Yeah, it's bad. But this one was pretty funny, though. Yeah, it was funny. Because basically what they're saying is happening is, you know, uh, uh, Judah is going on this thing talking about all the different, like, aspects that the Messiah has to be. Yeah. And Heim Rose's wife steps over to Carpathia and, like, collapses back and, like, looks around like, oh, huh? huh? That's this you. guy? That's you. But he gets hardcore ignored by it. Everyone, including Carpathia, it's so, shut down. It's so funny because he starts at first just being a little silly because he's like, Ben Judah was kind of broad about it. Like, we don't have time to get through everything. But then he was like, okay, it has to come from this line and he has to be born in Bethlehem. And at this point, yeah. I'm like, all right, I know what they're doing. Right, right. Uh, and yeah, and, and that's when, yeah, Han Rosenzweig is all like, oh, Nicola, you were probably born in Bethlehem, right? And then you moved to Cluj. And then everyone's like, shut, shut the up. fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, and people are not not feeling it. I love Nikolai being, oh, I know what this guy's doing. He's yeah. going to say yeah. he is the Messiah. Ah, it's so simple. And then that's when Rosenfrey was like, hey, that's my friend. Hey. You wouldn't do that. Right, and Rosenfrey's like, don't. <laughs> I know everyone's mad at me right now because I'm embarrassing, but don't say that. Come on. He's a good man. 
So in the midst of, like you said, it's like, okay, he's got to be from a specific bloodline. He's got to be born in Bethlehem. But can we talk about this other thing that he needs to be? Which is that the Messiah needs to be born from the quote-unquote seed of a woman, not the seed of a man. Hell yeah. He says, all other humans are born of the seed of their father, and thus the sinful seed of Adam has been passed on to them. Not so with the Messiah, born of a virgin. What? <laughs> like, are you implying that if, the, like, women are not sinful? Like, what are you saying? I don't know, man. Like, there is some sort of logic of, like... Because it should just be, like, the seed of humans. Humans, but right. But it's the seed of man versus the seed of woman. And, like, what is the seed of woman? Like, an egg, so the egg is not yeah. sinful? Don't It only becomes sinful when the sperm goes in it? Yeah, because that's what the fucking happens. Um... If Christianity didn't blame Eve for the apple, I think there might be... Some not an argument, just like a, a leg to stand or at on. At least it'd be means, more, more like it would track more, right? But instead, it's like it's just like, well, clearly it needs to not have man spunk, only lady spunk. Like it just feels very, like literally, like a medieval like way of like thinking about yes. like science and, <laughs> and how how pregnancy right. works. And Ben Judah literally says, "Yeah, we know that now that women's don't have cums, but you know." <laughs> What if women's have gods comes? Thank you. Right, because again, it's like what I I would it would make sense to me if it was like he's not from human, he's but he doesn't like, say that he's not from a man. <laughs> he's not tainted yeah. by man uh, uh, sperms. Dirty man seed. Yeah, I don't I don't entirely get it, but you know I respect it. If he's not from the seed of man, shouldn't Jesus have been a, a lady? Yeah, I mean it, it kind of sets up like. Our Virgin Mary is our is our t- trans queen. And <laughs> yeah, we gotta, something we got to give it up. I mean, there that's the one thing that I do get annoyed by with um, evangelicals is there is something so disruptive about like Jesus and the whole thing, and there's so much like, oh, he hung out with the dirt boys, yeah, and, like and sex workers, exactly, and and, and, and tax collectors, exactly, and, and, and all the people everyone hated. You're very much like a fringe sort of queer like figure. Mm-hmm. Um, a man who hangs out with 12 other men? Come on. Come and on. washes their feet? Come, come on. on. Come on. Come on. And I know it's only the Old Testament where feet means dick, but still, come on. Mm, I still think it's kind of gay to wash your homie's feet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like, Jesus, you don't have to kiss him yeah, so well, much, okay? Slightly more gay than Jesus jacking them off, Stop I think. Stop on my toes, Jesus. Uh, yeah, at least like <laughs> Roman clean. soldiers did it to be cool, right? Like, come I mean, on. they probably did it for gay reasons also. No, there's... No, no. Because soldiers back in the day love being gay. No. They're like, it's actually gay to like women. Yes. <laughs> it's, having gay sex is actually the most manly thing you can do. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I gotta give it up for people in the past that hated women so much that they just fuck dudes because, like, I don't You're respect like, women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just, like, don't want any They don't know what that. to do down there. I don't know what to do down there. Yeah. I need to hang out with Patroclus and, and get yeah, scooped yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So... Heim is already, like, kind of, like, been embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cut to Rayford, who thinks to himself, <laughs> the old man had made a fool of himself, and he hoped he wouldn't compound it. But he did. <laughs> Which was very funny to me. It's like, my man cannot help but putting his friggin' mouth in his foot. Yeah, what? no, he just keeps, like, being like, hey, guys, don't we think it's Carpathia? Like, shut up, we're paying, we're watching this no thing. No one gives a shit. 
Yeah, and like Tim, like you said, Akira is like, oh, of course, he's trying to say that he's the Messiah. Mm-hmm. But Benjuna just keeps going with all the ways that the prophecies are pointing to a specific person, and he says, one of the prophecies we Jews do not like and tend to ignore is that Messiah will be rejected by our own people. Whoa. Which they and they follow this up with like a verse that to me does not prove this. At all. Because mm. it's just like talking about a person will be rejected. Like, it doesn't, like, why is this about Jesus? Like, like, why have you decided this is about Jesus? Yeah. It just it does not make a lot of sense. Um, he, <laughs> Benjuda, like, honestly, there were so many different things that he brought up that I'm like, we cannot, I cannot list every single thing that he yeah. brings up because yeah. it will take one billion years. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he does, and he, and I think he knows that he's putting a lot out there. Yes. Um, he, he, there's a lot to, to absorb. So he's like, call his phone number if you would like to receive printed materials right. from my study. Right. Cause he's, he's getting hyped up so that. He knows he needs to nail it home, so he's like, all right, I know everything's kind of crazy here, but you can call this phone number and get all the information yourself. So do your own research. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then he kind of gets to the the crescendo where he's going. Loving it. According to Daniel, there would be exactly 483 years between the decree to rebuild the wall in the city of Jerusalem and troublesome times before the Messiah would be cut off for the sins of the people. Exactly 403 years after the rebuilding of the Jerusalem and its walls, Jesus of Nazareth offered himself to the nation of Israel. Let's Woo! fucking go! Um, Let's go! Sounds cool, but I want to check the math on that. <laughs> like, really? Is it? Was it really exactly 400? I don't know. They, this is the thing, guys. Prophecy, you could just make it work. Yeah. Because, like, when it doesn't, like, make sense, I'd be like, well, it says weeks. But they can't really Come on. weeks. It's got to mean something else. So Come it's on. like you can you can make anything make sense. You see, if you in twist the, your words around in the them. Old Testament, feet means dick, week means decade. Come yeah, on, it's exactly, so exactly. Yeah, it's it's just this is why like it sounds on its face like kind of convincing, mm-hmm. but if you look into it at all, is it's not. <laughs> yeah. So. so that's kind of where I'm coming from. And like, you're joking me like, I'm having Christian now. And I'm like, this is making me even more like this bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry. The research is right there. I mean, he said it. So he said it is true. And I, and then I didn't get the number, so I can't check. So right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to call and uh, get the, the oh, printed man. materials. What if I get Benjuda? into watching like God talk and get into like, Hey, TikTokers, here's number 80 of 109 of reasons why Jesus was that bitch. It would be really inconvenient for me if you <laughs> went back to being Christian. Like, that's going to, like, mess up I'm gonna do it my right, life. I'm going to do it right this time, I think. Mm. I'm going to start back at elementary school, at my Christian school. <laughs> yeah. Show you're, up. You're going to do... Uh, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, exactly. Do Billy Madison oh, for your God. Christian school. <laughs> Tim's sitting with the other, like, five-year-olds in yeah. Christian kindergarten. They should absolutely remake Billy Madison, but for Christian. Wow, and they should, and it should star Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's funny. He's funny that Kevin guy. <laughs> I, I like. I, I mean, why don't we cast Kirk Cameron while we're? It at should it? be Kirk Cameron. He looks. He's the number one Christian boy out yeah, there. Um, he could do it, I and mean, he's literally in the Left Behind movies. Mm-hmm. So in the green room, Buck is watching all this and is like, "Oh hell, oh, hell yeah. yeah, let's go! Praise the Lord!" And then Ben Judah finally straight up says, "Jesus Christ." Is the Messiah? Um, he sa- also says, 
I have since received him as my savior. He is coming back in seven years. Be ready. Hell yeah. Yeshua ben Yosef, Jesus, son of Joseph, is Yeshua HaMashiach. Like, okay. Like, Why do they say son of Joseph instead of son of Mary? Am I right? Is it just... Right, exactly. Okay, that's a great... He, um, he's not even the son of Joseph. Um, he's uh, not... Wait, because I actually also, like, what line is that from? Because they, like, make a big deal about right. being like, he's not from... The, the the seed of man. Yeah, because I thought the whole thing was that, like, they also say that Joseph also was from the line of David. But well, then they're like, but, but, but Mary was too, so it's fine. Yeah. It felt like it was more hedging their bets, because it's like, well, it makes no sense, but it's also like, you, could you kind of look at it from an um, anachronistic way of like, well, sh- she probably was too, because they went together. It's like, no, bitch. Women don't go on the rights. Right. So, like, doesn't even matter. Who gives a fuck? Like, She's now of line. the house of David because Joseph is. So it's like they both kind of zoom in on Joseph being from the house of David. But I but guess that, but I guess that, like, technically, if they're talking about it in the sense of, like, well, he adopted Jesus. So he is part of that line. Yeah. And they probably would say, like, Gloin, son of Gloin, you know, type <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. it probably makes more sense to say Jesus, son of Joseph, than, you know, Jesus, son of Gloin. Jesus, son of Gloin? Gloin, yeah. <laughs> From The Hobbit. Yeah, or... no, I remember. Yeah. Um, the second that Ben Judas says this, everyone at the TV studio is freaking out. Yeah, they have people, like, banging on doors outside already. Oh, it's like, man. were they ready to, to like, do a riot? Because got to give it up for good planning. I mean, I do feel like everyone's kind of on edge. What with the witnesses mm-hmm. constantly hollering and pissing people off and setting people on fire, right? So it it, it kind of does. That's st- true. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people in town and things like that. And I did like that he basically outlined that he was too scared to become a Christian, so he missed the rapture and you know, right? Nails the ending. And for us, you know, we're cheering. It's four a.m. <laughs> Screaming in bed. Tim, yeah, Tim's shaking me. I'm snoring. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Buck, like, immediately was like, oh, shit, we got to get you out of here because this is crazy. It so, happens so fast. <laughs> yeah, so he's, like, ushering Ben Judah out. Like, Ben Judah has his car waiting. He, like, didn't even tell him why. Like, yeah, I told him to wait, like, back behind the studio so we can yeah. get out of here. I love the concept that, like... He just dishes on all the producers and shit. Like he's like, that. bye, bye, run. He just runs out. Uh, he steals the the, the, bat, the microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I needed that lav mic. Oh, like, okay. bring it back. That's please. like two hundred bucks. Fuck. But meanwhile, mm. on Global Community One, Carpathia is not really impressed. He's yeah. like, meh, mid, anticlimactic. Meh. You don't care about. Seem better. Whatever. Yeah. It would have been better if he would have said he was freaking uh, the Messiah himself, not yeah. that myth that everyone talks about. Yeah. Whatever. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome Ben Judah. Make it back to Ben Judah's house. And Ben Judah's wife is like crying. And <laughs> she's like, I support you, but you've ruined our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, yeah, in, in this situation, like... A lot of people are very pissed at him for saying this. Uh, And this is, now we get to the part where Tim uh, alluded to this earlier. (laughs) Eli calls Ben Judah on the phone. Yeah, so everyone's freaking out, and then the phone rings, and he's like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) Some weird man gave me this rock to speak in. (laughs) And here I am, and you can hear me? Can you see me? No? Okay. No? All right. I don't understand how phones work. It's Eli, the guy with, you know the guy you spoke to last night? You know. At the Wailing Wall? One of the witnesses? The guy that shoots fire his mouth? Yes, that's me. It's me. My brother, uh, Moisha, is too uh, scared, but you know, we're cool. Yeah. So they have arranged a meeting of new believers at a stadium, and they're like, Judy, you gotta come speak to these guys. As much as I love the time jump... The, I need to hear the logistics of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's baffling how Eli got a phone. How did he reserve... Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, calling the stadium. I'm like, um, I'd like to reserve a stadium, please. <laughs> I mean, and this happened over the course of, like, 9 to 12 hours or something like that. Maybe, like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, 24 at most, right? So, like, how... These people don't talk to other people. But, Tim, they've got the power of the Lord. So I think that just fixes everything. They just send a fax with their mind. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they, like, um, like go, and, like, blow out, like, right. a message of fire that's, like, let, <laughs> us, let us use the stadium. They, they skywrite in the air with ma- uh, dragon breath. I yes, mean, let us use the stadium, please. Since it's God, right, there could be someone in the at the Wailing Wall converting at the exact same time being... I praise you, my lord. I am the booker of a sick stadium. Yeah, like, That's how I'll praise you. Is there you. anything I can do to help you? If only. Like, hmm. Actually. You. Approach. <laughs> but not too fast. <laughs> we'll, we'll, burn, we'll burn you. <laughs> Moisha's quite skittish. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's a little uh, quick on the draw here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fire mouth. Uh, I like that Ben Judah was like, hell yeah, Eli. I'll fucking... He doesn't seem that weirded out by talking to this guy on the phone. No, he likes it. He likes it. He's going to start like, just like calling me. Like, hey, hey I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to talk. What's have the you cost? played this Pokemon? It's crazy. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he he's like, I'm afraid though for my life because of this controversial thing that I just said on the news. And Eli on the is like, news. <laughs> I got your back, brother. And you know any motherfuckers that step to my people get got. Yeah. So you like, know we got your back. Yeah. He's like, I think our record is plain on that account. Like, it's so. It's, like, witty in a sense that, like, come on. This guy got jokes. Get out of here. I mean, you know. Whatever. I, I, guess, I guess he does. He's got jokes. It was such a strange final paragraph moment thingy. And shout out to whoever gave their cell phone <laughs> to one of the two witnesses. I bet that was very Maybe weird. Maybe he was calling from a payphone. 
That's also how weird. Do we how do you get a quarter? He's <laughs> God power. He doesn't have. He just spits little co- fire coins into it. He just screamed at the payphone until it called. <laughs> yeah. He just screamed, Ben Judah, and it he did just, it. He just like walked into someone's house and was like, let me use your phone. Give me that, bitch. Give and me that. He gets. <laughs> Moshe kills their dog because he gets startled. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, he's in heaven now, so it's fine. Chapter 18. Oh, months later. My God. Like in the hit film Endgame, it goes 18. Months, months later. later. We're freaking what? out. We're like, whoa! That's 18 so months much. later. Yahoo! That's a year and a half. That's like a year and a half of the seven years just gone, gone. down the damn toilet. Oh, man. Rafer's getting ready for work. And <laughs> he hates looking at himself in the mirror because he's got that global community one uniform on. Sell out. And he's like, damn, I wish I didn't have to work for the devil <laughs> he, now. He literally says that. <laughs> he's like, he's sad that he works for the devil. Like, that's some type of shit that Jennifer and I would say. But he just straight up is like, like, I'm sad I work for the devil. It yeah, sucks for me. Yeah. And he's, he's, Raver's having a tough time. He's sweepy. He's tired because he is still living in Chicago, even though he's working out of New York and yeah. he's back and forth and he's flying all over the place and yeah. it's hard for him. And I like that they set this time jump to the winter. So it adds that much yes. more of a gloom sort of, yes. of, of aspect to the whole thing. And he's, he's in his big puffy parka. Yeah. Because he's in Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, surprising no one, he's been courting. Amanda White. That's right. Uh, He's got a girlfriend. Got a little girlfriend. And I know what you're thinking. They're not going to go into in-depth discussion about kissing. <laughs> you're an idiot. You're fucking wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> That's mostly what this chapter is about. <laughs> the end of this chapter is heavily about kissing. Yeah, this chapter really was a lot. This like, is the one of the most brain-poisoned chapters it, ever. I cannot believe what it must have been like for you to make the notes. I. It was very hard. And I even while reading it, I had to keep, like... Taking breaks because I was just like I can't I can't deal with this. I, I gotta close this, this book this for a, a second. Tummy ache. It it was it was because like yeah the first like the first part of the chapter is just like let me catch you up on all the crazy shit yeah. that's been happening in the past year and a half. But they're also kind of just like throwing the new shit out there. Yes. Without necessarily saying what has happened, like they talk yes. about it's like, like this is the state of state of things now. Right, and I couldn't quite follow it per se, meaning like. Do we take it for the word value of like, okay, the United States of Asia or something like that? Yeah. Or how do we handle it all? It seems like they have set up their kings and everyone reports directly and to it just them. Has, and it just happened. But they haven't really outlined it. I, my assumption is they're going to say that for the next book. So we have one more chapter. We have this chapter, obviously. And then we yeah. have chapter 19 and then an epilogue. Yep. So chapter 19 seems to be chunky enough and then the epilogue will probably i don't know we'll see. I uh, so don't know. we'll see how much they get into it but i bet the next books are going to be super duper in that bureaucracy so yeah rayford and chloe have a we, we see them have a quick talk on the phone and rayford's all teasing chloe like oh it went even buck freaking finally tie the knot right what are you gonna do i'm moving to babylon to new babylon. new babylon what are you gonna do buck lives in new york city what are you gonna do? You guys better get friggin' married or I'm gonna beat your ass. I bet you haven't sucked them off yet. No! <laughs> um, so in addition to that little piece of info, we also find out that <laughs> New Hope Church has already built their underground shelter. It's yeah. Done. It's finished. Yeah, and I guess this is part of the reason why I don't keep Bruce and the the crew as much because Bruce has been so busy. He's just doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He's setting up fringe churches everywhere. He he's like apparently one of the top 
friggin' like <laughs> prophecy research a, pastors. A, yeah, he's a respected pro- a scholar of prophecy, and when he's not doing that, he's d- digging a hole for the bunker. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, and he's it, setting up a big ass bunker under the church. I do like the vibe that the assumption is he's probably met Eli and Moshe, which I got to give it up for. Uh, they don't say that, but that's my lore because yeah. they're both. He flies constantly, and we learn at some point that Ben Judah, Ellie, and Moshe have also been. Okay, now think of them getting on an airplane. Yeah, they're Tim. They're doing a Christianity Stadium tour. Is what they're doing. They're they doing say, like full on BTS concerts. Yeah, but about Ellie's, Jesus. Yeah, Ellie doing a fucking Jungkook. Flying through, through the, the air. Crowd. Well, I mean, it is pretty helpful. Like, they've got the pyrotechnics within themselves. Oh, my God. That'd be so... so that, ben Judah comes out as they both like, ooh, do, Yeah, there's, like, like fire. Yeah. Like, belching out columns yeah, of flame like on each side of them. And Ben Judah's like, let's go. <laughs> Who's here ready to talk about the Lord? Who here knows Woo! my friend Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's my bitch. And they've got... And they, okay, they have the little light light sticks, but it's the shape of a cross. Yeah, and yeah. it's lit up. And it's got, like, blood on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The, the foam fingers are just—they're—they're yeah, yeah. Uh, they're pierced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're it. pierced. Um, people are holding up little signs with like Eli Moisha's face on mm-hmm. them. Friggin' righteous gemstones. Call us. <laughs> Please, we've got ideas. Oh God, what if the season of righteous gemstones was set during the rapture? <gasps> I want that to happen really Please. bad. Please, there was a thing that happened, and not to like spoil, but there was a thing that happened in the last season of righteous gemstones that made me be like. Is, is this the tribulation? Like, There's, is this happening? <laughs> I, th- I felt like there was at least one or two things that felt like magical realism, and uh, yeah, uh, and I was confused by it. But I, I want them to, I want the the rapture to happen, and I want so the tribulation to happen funny. very, very bad on Righteous Gemstones. Please. Uh, <laughs> Guys, if you haven't watched Righteous Gemstones, you have got to watch it. It's you, you can't perfect. listen to this podcast unless you watch it's Righteous re- Gemstones. It's required watching. It's a, it's a, a, a very important text <laughs> for us. Foundational. Foundational. Yeah, so uh, again, this chapter is mostly catch up for the eighteen months. It's really like a bunch of like bullet points. Like this happened, and this then happened. this happened, and then this happened. But it's like a mix of this happened, this happened, this happened. But it's like this happened, and while it's happening, there's all these extra grapes on the stalk, so to speak, mm-hmm. of new information. Mm-hmm. And like, what the fuck? It's like, okay, Buck wants to go meet with Fitzu because he's tired of the fucking potentate doing this oh shit. Oh my like, god. Ah! Yes, it's revealed that apparently Nikolai is now like referred to as the potentate, which is like the most evil title you can it's have. So good, like, it's so and, close to Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. Is it or God Emperor? Like yeah. it's like in it's in that whole um, a milieu yeah. of of titles. Jerry B. Jenkins was super into Warhammer, so. <laughs> Yeah. He, knew, he, he knew what to do. The thing that I didn't quite understand, mm-hmm. but I think they needed to ratchet up the trauma, is apparently, you know, after we just got done talking about how cool Bruce has been doing with his teaching and stuff like that, how his bunker rocks, and how uh, many new uh, Christians there are because of Ben Judah and, and the, the Wailing too, um, apparently crime has exploded, and there's mayhem. I, the book specifically says, but as faith had grown, 
crime and mayhem had increased as well. I'm I, like, what are they saying? I very much imagine that as like a voiceover while it's just showing like, you know, super cut of, yeah. of like people looting. Someone and, taking a yeah. bread or a TV. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. This is, this, is, this, is the, this is real theft. Do, doing carjackings and like, who yeah. knows? I don't well, know. Well, Tim, it's because all the Christians are gone. So everyone's just doing crime. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what they're saying, but it it, it is funny to couch it with basically like more Christians, more crime. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, they are saying it's like, well, the faith. I guess they're saying the faith has grown for some, but for the rest, yeah, crime. Yeah, that's. I think that's what they mean, but yeah. it doesn't sound like that because they, like we said before, they inherently believe people are evil. Yes. Um, and because they think everyone's like themselves, and they think that if they don't have Christianity, like, well, then they will murder and steal. Yeah. Like, well, if God wasn't going to light my ass up after I died, I would just do whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so, there's therefore, an argument of Nikolai's globalist policies. Well, that's what I think, because I think we are supposed to understand, like, well, obviously the Antichrist is getting control of the Earth, so it's riling everybody up, making yeah. them do sins. They're all hyper. Even Yeah, they're all hyper and doing sins. Um, we also find out the new One World Religion has been established. Let's go. And it's called Enigma Babylon One World right. Faith? Alright, I got a couple Why notes. Why are you fucking, that is a terrible name. I got a couple notes. That sounds ominous as hell. Yeah, it's bad. Why would you call it Enigma? Enigma. Is that? Enigma Babylon One Dude, do you World like the name? Faith. Well, I guess it's Enigma Babylon One World Faith. Yeah. I thought it was like Enigma Babylon 1, World <laughs> Faith. And I was like, what's the one? What, the what are you fuck? talking about? Uh, I, you know, when you name something and you're the Antichrist and you need it, I guess you got to go big or go home. So. I mean, like, he should have just called it like the League of Evil or something. Like, <laughs> you might as well just, just be open about it. Is there a version of the, the word Enigma that doesn't make you go, ooh, I don't think so? No. But, but Pope Peter. My man. The head of. Enigma Babylon One World Faith. Um, he's brought, a, a, he's ushered in a new era of tolerance and unity. Oh, thank you so much. For that. And this is again, it's like, it's so funny watching them be like, oh, tolerance and unity. Well, that's obviously yeah. evil. Like, only evil people want tolerance and unity. Yeah, like, the way that they kind of, um, call out Christians and Jews as being for like, they're so intolerant to not think that other people can go to heaven. It's like, all right. I mean, that is true, but you are using the exact same language as like what the quote unquote con- progressive people well, would yeah, say, right? Right. But th- but then also Pope Peter's like, yeah, these Christians and Orthodox Jews, they're heretics actually now. Yeah, they got excommunicado. Yeah. Yep. But uh, that's good. They don't want to be part of their they don't want to be part spooky of it. church. Um, and it is interesting because Pope Peter <laughs> is actually also not very happy about the rebuilding of the temple. Um, but so are Eli and Moshe, but for very different reasons. It's very weird. Everyone fucking hates the temple. And but, I, like, but, but, but didn't Nikolai like help them do temples? That feels a little weird yeah. that like the Pope wouldn't fall in line under Carpathia. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, it, this is where it's like, okay, they're, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense because they're having to like do prophecy shit. So it's kind of like their, their logic is breaking, but they're just like, uh, it's fine. Yeah. My assumption is that like, all right, Nikolai used this as a, uh, a democrat, like a politics thing, right? Yes. And then just let it kind of do its own thing. Yeah. Like run its course. And he knew that he didn't have to be 
into the temple just to get like the formula and shit like that. And then once his like firm grip around the society was complete, then let it, let it, let it go. And it's a good excuse to be like, well, you know, we built it for tolerance and goodness, but they're not using it for that. So therefore got to get rid of it. But it's kind of confusing. We also get Eli Moisha talking, or maybe it's been Judah. I can't remember which one of this crew that's talking about how, remember we've talked about the 144,000 you know, Jewish converts. Yeah, I think it's Eli and Moshe because they talk about them yelling. At yes, when the, that's right, when, that's right. Yes. When the temple was uh, uh, opened for the first yeah. time. So they're like, hey, you might notice that most of these 144,000 Jewish converts are not from Israel. Yeah. And that's because, quote, Israel remains largely unbelieving and will soon suffer for it, unquote. Yeah, so I think the vibe is Jews everywhere else are into it, and I think this is how they are justifying the temple shenanigans, where, like, no one's into it. So it's just, like, middle-of-the-road Jews who aren't necessarily uh, in Enigma Babylon 1, but they're not, definitely not these new um, uh, Christian uh, Jews. So Quote-unquote. (laughs) Quote-unquote. So maybe they are the Orthodox, but I can't quite tell. What what's happening? I, but I think this is where it's really you know like we get back to the whole thing of like oh Christians love Jews like mm, mm. not really they only like them bec- like the ones that are like they think that they can convert them to right. Christianity you, you and then it, they're like well now you guys are fucked right you could take it as like if we bought the Jews their temple then they will become Christians right they'll be they so fa- they'll be so thankful for yeah. us. Oh wait, they're using their place of worship how they intend. Fuck you. Weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the the acceptance and the support is very conditional. Yeah, and I do like that <laughs> Eli Moisha also hate it because it's basically like, no, you are getting this temple back. You, you, this temple is not supposed to exist. Yeah. This is Nikolai and all this of is- you are not the people who are supposed to rebuild the temple. Yeah. Um, this is a devil temple. This temple is of the devil, and uh, your friggin' sacrifices will turn to blood, and your water, or your 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 blood will turn to water, and your water into blood. And I don't know That's if you guys know this, it hasn't rained yet. It didn't even talk about the rain, yeah, but we know that. But we yeah, know that. We know that. Um, yeah, on the day of the temple opening, actually, like Eli and Moshe are out there preaching loud as hell without microphones. Yeah. Uh, and they say, Nikolai, you yourself will one day defile and desecrate this temple. Ooh. A very, I mean, again, this is a very important thing that like, they had, like, <laughs> a book like this is so interesting because they, much like the New Testament, they know they have 109 things they need to hit. Yeah, yeah, and, they gotta hit them all. And, uh, the Antichrist defiling the temple is a huge one. Um, where it's basically the vibe that you always hear is like, oh, he's gonna sacrifice a pig. On the altar. Right, And right. that is, like, such a taboo no-no that, like, why would it ever happen? It's like, well, he's the Antichrist. Yeah. So that is, like, something that they're Babe Ruth pointing. There is a really funny little part here where Eli Moisha, you know, calls <laughs> in a ruckus and Carpathia is, like, pissed and, like, talking yeah. to the, like, I Is there know, no military leader that can take care of these kooks? And then, the, like, I guess, like, they also, like, imply this is, like, hot on a hot mic situation where he's yeah. like, well, you made us a weaponless society, so we can't do anything about it. <laughs> he's like, well, they don't have weapons, so you don't need weapons either. And then I was like, they shoot fucking fire. Which is, yeah, they shoot fire out of their mouth. What are you saying? They melt our chains completely. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was funny. So they got to get it. Because this is, again, this this betrays the politics at the heart of this, which is, like, Taking weapons, like, right. disarmament is evil and wicked. It would never work. 
Yeah. So they gotta they gotta get their little. They always are getting in their digs about like pacifism and like disarmament. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, that's fucking stupid. A lot of glo- a <laughs> lot of like globalism and unity and whatever open mindedness. Yeah, shit talking. yeah, yeah. It's it's all like these like dog whistles of yeah. like this is a shit we hate. I like that uh, when Eli and Moisha are yelling <laughs> at Carpathia. He's like, "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up!" And he goes to the audience, "Who would you rather hear, <laughs> me or them?" And you know what? Whatever. And like, you potentate, you we potentate. We love you, potentate. We'll suck your dick. We'll suck you up. Eli and Moisha's like, "Yeah, we know everyone's gonna hate us. Fuck off." Yeah, we- that's like our. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we're supposed to piss. We're not here to make friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they're here to make converts. Yeah, not friends. Uh, uh, Buck is now working at a new place, or is he? It's yeah, named yeah. the Global Community League Weekly. I mean, you should have saw that coming. Yeah, and and they do, they talk about specifically how like they combined like the New York Times oh and like the Boston Globe and like something else. Yeah, it's like the it's like the, the Washington e- Post. It's like the e- Global Community East Coast Daily bullshit. <sighs> yeah. Okay. And, and they talk about how, like, Buck was reporting on a, a spooky occurrence that happened. And Nikolai was, like, pressuring him to, to oh, report right, yeah. things in a slightly different way. And he's like, I got to tell the facts, boss. I'm sorry. Sorry, man. This is what we were uh, referring to earlier because there was a sacrifice. I guess this is when the temple was being opened. Yeah, the so, ceremony like, Eli and Moisha are like, hey, man, if you do these sacrifices, they're going to get fucked. And they're like, okay. And then Buck's like, well, all right, I kind of got to talk about it. The blood let from a sacrificed heifer had indeed turned to water. And the water drawn in another ceremony turned to blood in the pail. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, that's Damn. that's scary, bro. All right, so this is the second magic, I guess you'd say, right? Yeah. Am I missing anything? There's obviously Eli and Moisha's fire. Fire, fire mouth. Um, they're and, talking should count, but come on. Right. And like, I guess, like, okay, like, the no rain thing doesn't really count as magic. Cause, right. Like, I guess, theoretically, that could just happen. But, yeah. Water turning to blood and vice versa, that feels supernatural. But everyone is just blaming Eli Moisha for doing it. Like, it's like, their fault somehow. They switched, they switched out. <laughs> the, they, they, they filled the heifer's veins with water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's what happened. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's going to keep happening with the books, right? It's like, there's going to be more and more insane things that people say are going to happen because it's in the Bible. And then, you know, it, it was hard enough to say what happened to everyone during the tribulation, or sorry, the um, the rapture. Now they're going to have to be like, oh, man, fuck. Uh, 8,000 people just died they're from, from st- sting wounds in their neck that no yeah, one can see. the water just from poison for some a reason. A meteor hit the water. Yeah, <laughs> some really crazy stuff. It's happened. a coincidence. Now take this. We call it the mark of the global community beast. Yeah, you we need love it, it. It's cool. Um, and other... Heartbreaking news. Much of the old guard of the Global Weekly have been fired, including Stan Bailey, Marge Potter, no. and even Jim Borland. No, I would rather die. I'm so mad. This is ash on my tongue. We better see them again or I'm going to be fucking mad. I'm going to kill you. I will kill you, Nikolai Garbathia, <laughs> from taking Marge Potter and Stan Bailey I don't me. know why don't they care did about this Jim to Borland me. as much. That, but, like, surely they'll come up again, right? I'll kill you. I hope so. I'm going to be really sad. You better get right with your devil today. I'll find your ass. That pissed me off. Why Marge? Yeah, leave Marge alone. Let her keep... Like, why would you fire Marge? She's I good. hate you. 
Um, while Buck is thinking about all the, the various changes that have happened now that he works for the devil also, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. just like Rayford, um, he does think about like, well, the one positive of my new job is that I'm able to live in this penthouse Jesus. far away from the terrible crime wave that's sweeping America. Oh my God. Yeah. In record numbers. He's in like his literal ivory tower. Yeah. They said he's like on Fifth Avenue in New York. Yeah. In a penthouse. In a pen, in a penthouse. Crazy. So he's making an astounding amount of money. They don't say how much. And he's like, what? Yeah. It written in nineteen ninety seven, so he's like, he's making ninety-four thousand a year. <laughs> yeah, an unspeakable amount of money. <laughs> he's gluttonously rich and yeah. can afford all these things. But um, you know, Buck is work he's working for the man, aka the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's doing little acts of resistance where he can. Right. Like Jennifer said, the whole like I'm not gonna mix up the facts of the, yeah, the blood like, the water bit. And I'm sure that he, like, kind of be like, oh, we, we we need to, so people won't trust us, or blah, 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 or something. He, like, convinced Carpathia in some way. Like, you told me that you wouldn't meddle. It's like, I'm a fucking liar. I'm the Antichrist. Yeah, I'm the devil. <laughs> like, you're- I lied. <laughs> yeah. And then Hattie's like, um, you're not the devil yet? It's, uh, you haven't been indwelled? That's coming yeah, like, shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, uh, so one of the, the many little ways that Buck is, is doing resistance is that he is ignoring rumors that the president, President Fitzhugh is plotting with the militia. Let's go. To oppose Carpathia's new rule and disarmament. Let's go. God, now I'm like, is this book gonna end with some fucked up shit? Please. I don't, I, again, I don't remember, but I think war, I forget how long the witnesses, Last. It might be three years. I, it I might think, be a year and a half. I keep forgetting. I keep mixing yeah, up. Yeah, me things. too. Because it's a little spoiler, but they for sure get taken out right, at some point. Because that's what they keep saying. It's like, right. we don't, we, have sh- we can't die. Our time and, is short until it's, yeah. Right. So it's like, all right, when is Nikolai going to shoot him in the back of the head? Uh, it's either a year and a half or it's three years. But I think a year and a half is when war happens. So I think they're hinting at Nikolai being like, quit it. Stop. Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um... <laughs> So he's yeah he's not he's not reporting on these rumors and he's also doing some research to see if he can make an anti global community website on the internet the dark, without yeah. being traced. Yeah, I was really. Was this any different? No. Okay, okay. It was I was bad. hoping it was going to be a little different, but it remains. He was true. setting up a MySpace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was looking at something called firewall and <laughs> disconnecting his big old square monitor from the network. Yeah, I mean. The internet is largely unchanged in the way that it's completely different in the same way. It's, yeah. It's beautiful in its complexity. So, yeah. So, Buck, he's, he's looking for, you know, ways that he can resist where he little, can. Yeah. Little acts of resistance, like what you do when you do time theft and things like that, yeah. dear listener. Yeah, exactly. Or when you, like, take, you know, a bunch of paper from your office. <laughs> yeah, you steal. mine now. Steal paper clips as much as you can. They're yours. Buck is also thinking about how he's happy for Rayford yeah, because yeah. he he has this you know new lady in his life and he doesn't have to worry about you know taking Chloe away and leaving Rayford all by himself. Yeah, old ass man alone. That's this like, is where that we is get, sad. This is where we get to the boring part. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like the first half of the chapter like had me at such a like vibrational ah. pitch, and then it was like, why don't we talk about some boring romance shit? Yeah, like, let's. It, it really felt like they're like. Let's throw some stuff in for the ladies. For the ladies, yeah. <laughs> Let's throw some stuff in for the girls. They love hey, romance. We need a new girl character, a tall, handsome woman. A tall, handsome woman, yes. With salt, salt and pepper hair. Yeah. Um, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, we'll get there in a second. 
In addition to Buck being happy that Rayford has found someone, he he's thinking about Bruce too, and he misses him so much. He gay, says, yeah, it's gay. <laughs> yeah, this is where we learn. Yeah, Bruce is he's one of the leading prophecy scholars. He's like kind of famous in yeah. his own way, I guess. This is weird. Um, and yeah, Bruce is saying that the year or year and a half of peace, he said, <laughs> was fast coming to a close. Once the next three horsemen of the apocalypse appeared, 17 more judgments would come in rapid succession, leading to the glorious appearing of Christ seven years from the signing of the covenant between Israel and the Antichrist. Let's go. I mean, yeah, this is them being like, I know shit's boring now, but you're not going to believe what's going to happen. But they also bring up that, like, the believers were already getting tired of Bruce being like, this is going to break really bad. Like, guys... Shut up about all this doom and gloom. But this is like real though, because that's how like like people talk about climate change. Everyone's like, "Shut up! Shut I don't want to hear it." And yeah, like, it's, well, it's, I'm it's, sorry, but it's happening. There's something beautiful about Christians immediately uh, breaking bad in the literal rapture mm-hmm. tribulation. Like, uh, like I've literally seen the rapture happen, but you must be exaggerating about. Yeah. You know, this wormwood and <laughs> you know these horses yeah. and all this shit is gonna happen. It's uh probably a statement of some sort but maybe it's also a thing of like they need to figure out a way how does the planet not be like oh yeah that's all this is from the bible and they're like well even some christians are like not into it right so there's it's not it's not fun it's not fun um rayford is in the process of selling his house because uh-huh. as we said he he i think we mentioned it, he's kind of moved to new babylon yeah now. he's moved to new babylon because he's been, again he's been going back and forth in new york yeah Chicago, i like that it's like it's oh will hard. he move to new york no he'll move to new babylon instead. yeah Hell it yeah. makes more sense because that's where carpathia is going to be yeah uh and this is where we get rayford thinking about amanda mm. a tall handsome woman a couple of years rayford Ooh, senior dog you're getting a gilf <laughs> a milf um, she had streaked hair and impeccable taste in clothes. Mm. She's like a, she's like, does like clothes, clothing, she's a choir yeah. for a she's retail a, store. She's a girl boss. She's a but girl she's boss. Also yeah. Like fashion and stuff like that. Impeccable taste of clothes. Uh, but I thought it was very weird, uh, how this went down because yeah. remember, like, we, we had already in previous chapters, like, kind of been introduced to the concept of this lady and, uh, Chloe and Rafer are just kind of like, oh, okay, like okay. that's cool. She met Irene, um, but she ends up asking them to like go to lunch so that she can talk about Irene, and they're like so weird and rude about yeah. it, and like hostile to begin with. And I'm like, don't understand like why the initial reaction is that. Like Chloe's like straight up like making faces like behind her back and like yeah. rolling her eyes. Like she gets up to go to the bathroom because she's emotional because she's like crying about her fucking whole family disappearing. Right, and and Chloe's like, what planet do you think she's from? Like, Chloe, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Chloe. Yeah, I mean the authors don't like women and they don't like people, so they just think that's how people act. Yeah, but they eventually do, like, kind of chill out, and, like, she breaks through their their icy facade, because they're talking about Irene, and uh, she's yeah. talking about how much Irene meant to her, and, yeah, and Rayford and Chloe get home, and I'm like, damn, we, we were kind of, like... We're assholes. We were kind of jerks <laughs> about this. Which I liked, you know, yeah. it's weird that they had them be assholes, and they'd be like, God, we're still assholes, okay. Yeah, like, I don't really understand why you would react in this way to a person that's like your 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 wife slash mom who was gone was was important to me. Especially when it's like set up that Irene led her to Christ simply by meeting her one time. Yeah. 
that it, it sets such a, a, a like a, a moment in her brain that's like I don't remember this girl's name, yeah, but it, she, she left such an impact that I knew I, I had to find her deal, yeah. And, but fast forward a year later, and uh, Rafer and Amanda want to go on a double date Aww. with Chloe and Buck. Yay. At this point, a year uh, forward, Buck and Chloe are, like, on the brink of getting engaged. They keep joking about it. They're playing little games again. Yeah, they're yeah they're doing their little games where, like, Buck is hoping for a hint from Chloe, and Chloe's like, I'm getting him all, I'm giving him all the signs that he needs. Um, I'm a lady, so I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to play games. I'm going to play games. It's simple. Uh, but is, we also get a, a, a section where he's reminiscing about the first time he kisses Chloe. Ooh, baby. I was so hard. Ugh, I was like, who fucking cares? No, it was, it was, it was like, why it, are you being such a fucking weirdo about kissing? Like, you are over 30 years old, sir. Yeah. Uh, would it surprise you, dear listener, that Chloe's crying oh when God. Buck kisses her? For he the likes first it time? when she's crying. It's, that's her personality. That's what turns him on. So he has to get used to it. That's true. She's and always crying. I do like that Rayford went, like, talking to Chloe about this. Cause, like, the present tense scene that is being set up with all these flashbacks is that Rayford and Chloe are driving to Amanda's office. Cause usually Amanda takes Rayford to the airport so Rayford can fly from Chicago to New York to New Babylon, blah, 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 blah. But this time, oh, she's busy. She's being girl boss. So Chloe has to do it. Uh, so that's why we need all the context yes. here, right? And so there's the conversations where, like, man, Buck better get off his ass. Mm-hmm. Have you given the signals? It's like, I bet you've held his hand. Daddy! And I just thought oh, it was, Daddy. like, romance in a Christian book like this is so embarrassing. It sucks ass. Because it's just like... I bet you held his hand. And then he's like, Dad, stop. I bet you kissed him, too. Stop. That must be a yes. Dad, gross. And again, it's like, evangelicals are weird. And they oftentimes think that holding hands is a big deal. Yes. Um, I also wanted to, to, to talk about this section where Buck is thinking back to when he kissed Chloe for the first time. Because apparently Buck had in his mind, like, a whole plan mm. for how he was going to proceed with the kiss. And he literally says that he, like, his plan was to kiss her and immediately because he didn't want to have to deal with her reaction or deal with kissing her again just then. Yeah. Um, hey, Buck, what is wrong with you? I feel like what they wanted to say was wants to be spontaneous and not stumble into Fucktown USA. Oh, my God. That is not how it went over. No. No. It ends up like, yeah, they're, Chloe's helping him pack up before he's moving to New York. And she's all crying. And she's all like, you'll never miss me as much as I miss you. And he's like, well, oh, yeah? Grabs her by the what fucking about face. This? <laughs> Don't you fucking say that. And kisses her. Kisses her. She's like, like yeah. Wow. Um, which is cool because, hey, Rayford's also in love Yay. right now. Uh, he, he talks about how with, uh, I almost called her Irene. With, Irene too. With Amanda, they had become comfortable enough with each other to touch each other when they spoke, to hold hands and embrace. Now, hold, okay. Holding hands is like you're dating each other. If you're holding hands, it's when you're dating them. They, it's really interesting because the way they kind of go through, uh, Rayford and Amanda's relationship, you don't ever realize when they're dating. No. They just, like, like, I th- so, so when I read it, it was like, oh, it started with, oh, she's a touchy person when she talks. But I think maybe we're supposed to take it as they're, well, no, because they do say that, like, 
I don't know. It's very confusing because, like, Buck jokes about, like, well, finally they're doing something about it or I don't know. Right. But, like, maybe they're saying that once they started courting each other, Amanda was very affectionate. But, man, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And they talk about how, like, oh, actually, Amanda was the first one to kiss Rafer, but just on the cheek. On the cheek. That's on the cheek. That doesn't count. Uh, and he, yeah, <laughs> Ravers decides to make a move while he comes back from Paris and he brings Amanda a fancy necklace from Paris. Classic. And then is like, now nah, I'm going to lay a smooch on I'm you. I'm going to get her panties all fucked Ladies up. Ladies need a jewelry before mm-hmm. you, you give them a big old smooch. And she loved it and they kissed and they're and, at the airport, I guess. Yeah. And, but fast forward to where we currently are now. Yeah, about six months from then, give or yeah. take. And they're two weeks out from Rayford moving to New Babylon. And this is, we're, we're caught up to where, you know, Rayford and Chloe are going to Amanda's workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Rayford was, the, the, the setup is that Rayford's like, oh, I just want to say bye to Amanda before I leave. Chloe, can you, you know, yeah. drive me there? Drive She's me too busy to drive me. So how about you drive me? We, I we'll say drop, goodbye. We'll yeah, drop yeah, off. Yeah, but then he gets in the office and talks to the secretary and is like, oh, the second that I'm in Amanda's office, can you go out and tell Chloe yeah. that she's got a call and to direct her to this office? And it was pretty fun because they were setting it up as like, well, have you talked to Buck yet? And it's like, no, I guess he must be on an important meeting. He, he was talking today. about, you know, maybe interviewing Fitzhugh. So maybe he's doing that. I don't know. And there's like, in truth, Rayford has been talking to Buck way more than Chloe has the past week. It's like, oh, what's this? And so Rayford goes into Amanda's office. And then meanwhile, uh, Chloe gets, you know, the, 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 the note from the secretary to go into the other office. And they get engaged. They both get engaged in side-by-side offices at the same time. Yeah. They both are Buck and Rayford plan together to propose to their best girls. Yes. And... Not only that. Not only that. They don't only propose just getting married. They propose doing a double wedding. Yes. And Amanda and Chloe are both like, yeah. Well, I'm cool with it if that bitch is cool with it. Like, yeah, I would love to get married in the same ceremony as my dad and my new stepmom getting married. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to pull the, they're Christians in the apocalypse lever, but still very, very weird. Um, You can't do it a week apart. Like, also, like, honestly, I'm... Okay, so here's the other thing, too, is, like, no, they can't, because they have two weeks to plan a double wedding, and then fucking... Because Chloe can't live with Incent. Right, that's true, that's Incent. So she has to move to New York, and it's kind of funny when um, Rayford is proposing to Amanda, he's like, how do you like this job? And she's like, hate it. I drop it as soon as the nice, the perfect guy comes along. And he's like, well, well. Well, you have to let me know if you find them. Anyways. Put put in that notice, bitch. Let me put something in your back. (laughs) It's the the ring box. The way he does it, which I thought was fun. Yeah. Because the second time you get engaged, you do a little fun. Yeah, yeah, He takes the the ring box out and, like, presses it into the smaller back. and Like, like, oh, what is that your dick somehow? Wait, no. It's wrapped around me? How'd you do that? Uh, Yeah, so they're going to have a double wedding. Double wedding. Father-daughter double wedding. Father-daughter double wedding. (laughs) We love it. I, I, I just. So next chapter, did double not wedding. remember that at all. So yep. I get, now they can all bone now, Dude, I guess. They're gonna fucking, goddamn. I'm actually kind of surprised that Buck and Chloe haven't already gotten married. Like, you, you guys know the clock is ticking, right? Well, like, they're both, um, yeah, true. They're both kind of old fashioned. Like, even if they weren't in the rapture, they would have taken things slowly. But they are in the rapture, though. Yeah. The, the, the I guess, oh, so, so I meant, 
even if they weren't Christians, yeah. also not in the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> or in the tribulation, they would take things so But they slowly. know that they're on, on, on limited time. So yeah. I just, I was just surprised. Yeah, especially because Christians get married so quickly so they can fuck. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess is what's happening here. When they gotta have a double wedding. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. Right. Like, cause normally they should have been engaged for months, but instead, like, nope. Don't want to test it, so. So I guess next chapter, double wedding and a fucking war, maybe? Yeah, hopefully, like, Nikolai does some evil shit. I don't know. Ugh, you know this. Oof, 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 oof. Who knows? <laughs> I'm excited. I, You know, I might read the fucking next chapters tonight at 4 a.m. Wow. I don't know. I've been not sleeping a lot and only playing Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I, like, have been going to bed and then Tim comes to bed after me and then he's awake before me and I'm I'm not good at sleeping. Yeah, you're bad. So I'm not waking up to go play a game. I just can't sleep very well. I'm bad at sleeping. <sighs> sucks. Wish I can give you some of my sleep. Yeah, like, I think sometimes when I go to bed really late, I wake up early. Because mm. my body's like, what the fuck? You're is getting happening? old. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We have one more episode of Tribulation Force. Yep. And then uh, we'll take our mid-book or in-between book break. Uh, we still have, uh, fun stuff down the pipe. Yep. Um, the, we have started the, uh, uh, Leftovers Couchcast, which mm-hmm. it has been edited and w- it will be hitting your feeds, well, today. Meaning, the day we're recording this. Dude, I'm already be out by the time you hear it. Yeah. And the goal is to... And that's for our Patreon. Thank you. Yes, that is... Yeah. And, uh, some people were, um, uh, unsure of how things worked. Patreon doesn't have a very good community side of things mm. so i hope folks aren't like expecting um i don't know uh, the community to be there so uh folks finally uh connected their discord to patreon so like if you don't want anything like that it's totally fine patreon's where you get the the, mm-hmm. the good stuff we don't post that on discord but if you're just wanting to chat and things like that discord is what yep. has it the discord is the one that's active patreon is is the one that's like all right here's something here's something right yada 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 so it is a little different like that and you know i know <laughs> some folks are talking about like well Back in my day, we didn't have any of this stuff. I get it. I, too, don't entirely understand uh, this world we found us in. But because of that, it's more. F- it's a lot of fun to figure it out with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that is patreon.com slash content hole. A um, lot of good stuff there. Please check it out. We have to um, um, re- get, get uh, tree limbs cut down because they fell. Yeah. They almost <laughs> destroyed our beautiful home. It's always something. It's always. always the Lord something. is, the Lord is attacking us. Yeah, that's right. Because we're doing the truth. Simply because we love the Antichrist. Yeah, he but is also, sending branches onto our house. Maybe the Antichrist is doing it too because we're blowing up his spot. We're beset on all sides. We're beset, gang. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, a lot of people, uh, uh, sharing stories of telling friends. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As always. Bad SEO. Zero yeah. SEO on this. So your word of mouth means the world to us. It does. Uh, follow us on the line at TribFarsePod. Shoot us an email if you would like at tribulationfarce at gmail.com. Great way to send private messages as mm-hmm. opposed to the Discord or Patreon mm-hmm. or Twitter or things of that nature. Uh, always appreciate hearing about your upbringing and, you know, Maybe you are growing up on a different part of this old blue rock. Yeah. But we're all connected and having fucked up fundamental parents. Yep. Well, until next time, like a thief in the night, we are gone. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.